All right. You want to tease uh, the first uh, episode? Neener, neener, boo, boo. We need you to like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News and have all your friends and family do it too. Okay? Like, subscribe, follow. These are the three watch words that will get us off your butt. Probably. Maybe. More or less. Move. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. So you've heard it said before, you really, no. can't, really can't run from the law. You know. No, and walking fast is no good either. <laughs> no, and, you know, radios are faster than cars. You know, this sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it turns you can outrun the law. Turns out, I should say, you can outrun the law, but only for about 72 years. It's barely enough. To, that's hardly worth it. Police, 72 freaking years. Yeah. Police. Police pulled over an 84-year-old driver in Bullwell, UK, this wet last week or two, only to discover. Hang on. 84, 72, 12. He was 12. Only to discover he didn't have a valid license. Okay. Ever. Well, he. Well, Garcon. <laughs> the, the retired man who police said had trouble standing and hearing. Hey, I have the same problems. I do have a valid license, though, officers. <laughs> Admitted he'd been driving without a license or insurance for since the past he was 12 years old. 72 years. 72 years. Uh, he'd never had an accident or caused anyone injury. They were happy for that. I have no idea what's going to happen to this guy. I think they're going to tell him to stop. What are you going to do? Take his birthday away? He's He's. He's 84, 84 years old. Yeah. What are you going to do? Don't drive anymore. Yeah, stop it. Okay. Take your bleeping test. Yell it louder, though, so he actually hears it. Exa- or in German, so it scares it. That's, that's true. It's a lovely language. So imagine this. In Louisiana, there is something called the Atchafalaya Basin Bridge. Hmm. It apparently is kind of a racetrack. So much so that the legislature passed and the governor signed a measure to increase fines and add speed cameras. Cut to the head of the Louisiana State Police being pulled over for a traffic violation on the Atchafalaya Basin Bridge. And then leaving with but a warning and no ticket. Ah, you can guess it was the WBRZ TV investigative. See, how's that for British flatty? Hard. Because normally we say investigative. But new investigative, investigative yes, aluminium. That's still funny. To, I laugh when I hear that. It is. It's funny sounding to me too. The trooper who pulled over, State Police Colonel Lamar Davis, <laughs> was heard uttering on body cam video. Well, I'll be. Yeah, I, I bet he did. <laughs> the dash cam vid shows the trooper and Davis talking briefly, then shaking hands, and off they go their different ways. According to WBRZ, Davis was going at least ninety. They quoted a source as saying that the traffic stop came shortly after Davis had given his department an, quote, urgent assignment to make stops on speeding drivers on the Agifalea Basin, given the new law that went into effect August 1st. Maybe he was just testing them. So technically, he was a couple days prior to the new law actually taking effect. Ah, oh, hey, yeah. yeah. So the state troopers, of course, issued the ever popular statement. 
Yes, he was stopped for a traffic violation on June 28th while traveling west to Interstate 10 in the Troop A area. You got your maps out. And he had something urgent to do. The trooper utilized his uh, discretion and did not issue a citation. Being the better part of valor. Well, you know, it's his boss. I mean, come on. In a statement to WBRZ, the colonel admitted that he was in the wrong. The trooper who and the trooper who pulled him over will not be disciplined for turning off his body cam. To his credit, he stood up, right? I was wrong. I admitted I take full responsibility. I was wrong. There's no excuse. I do not believe in excuses. I don't want to put anyone in a position to stop me or any other trooper. And so he's going to pay the fine and do his time? They don't tell me that. Ah, But one would think. I mean, it would, after all, be the manly thing to do. (laughs) So um, does Minnesota have a state sport? We do. What is it? Bass fishing. No, walleye fishing. Is that official? The official I have sport? No idea. State of Minnesota, Maryland. Hang has, on, let me use the Google machine. Maryland has a, a a state sport. Maryland has a lot of things that other places don't want. I mean, yes. Just guess what their state sport is. Their official state sport. Um, sucking at every college sport they have. Nope. Oh, I give up. Jousting. Somehow that seems about right, doesn't it? The origins of jousting date back to sometime in the late 11th century. Century? <laughs> 11th century. Somewhere in the wilds of northwestern France as a hey, form of combat training. We do. We have a... Okay, what's the Minnesota... Hockey. Oh, duh. Ice hockey, by the way. Not what you simps play out east, that, e- that field hockey. Oh, Ooh. I was going to say <laughs> slush hockey. We um, play that too. <laughs> it wasn't Street until... Street hockey. <laughs> Still wasn't until the 13th century that the sport became the central event of medieval tournaments, by the way. So from the 11th to 13th century, it was just combat training. By the mid mid 17th century, the sport had migrated to North America, taking root specifically in Maryland. Jousting tournaments were held in Maryland in colonial times, but really gained gained steam in farming communities during the Civil War. You know, there's a war going on down south. How about let's, I poke you with a wood staff? Let's joust. <laughs> right. I'm to, who thought this one up? I, According to the president. A lot of weird things happened during the Civil War. So. Yeah, that is true. So maybe mass hysteria. Uh, according to the president of the Maryland Tournament Jousting Association. And, and knew who knew and, there was one? Yeah, I mean, had really. to have one. If well, they're yeah, with your state sport. These events became an effective method of fundraising after the war. We're, we're going to sit one of them rebs up on the horse, and we're going to try to stab them with this thing. That's not true. Could anyway, be. they'd lost all their military trappings and became strictly for sport. No. A law making it the official sport of Maryland was passed in 1962. Wow, because I think one was... Governor Plenty, our governor, that's when we got ice hockey as a state sport. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It was a few years ago now, but recent yeah. times. Back to you. I'm just, where, where is Dr. Who when you need him? Um, <laughs> here, Doc, have I got one for you? I mean, Maryland of all, I mean, if you think of all things progressive, Maryland leaps to mind. 
and uh, and jousting would not be no. But they have a jousting association. So what the heck? Just another uh, blood sport. Apparently, in Altoona, Iowa, both a winning racehorse and the groom who handled the horse have tested positive for meth. Yuck! How do you get the horse to? Here, suck on this. The... <laughs> also used for other known. Anyway, uh, Brian Orlika or Orilko of the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission said the horse had trace amounts of methamphetamine in his body when he ran a race. He says they see positive drug tests a handful of times a year, but never meth. But a horse testing positive for meth is pretty much unheard of. It isn't something we see often, he said, with a bit of surprise. The commission says the groom, you know, the guy who handles the horse before yeah. and after the race, he also tested positive for meth. Let me guess, he had more of it in his system. Well, one would think, one would hope. Yes. So, yes. And how you do you wreck get, yourself? How do you get it from you? Horse. See, the scary part is I right away go to how did the groom get the meth into the horse? And that gets to bad places. Subsequently, the trace amounts on his hands resulted in oh, there we go. Trace amounts of meth on his hands resulted in drag Malibu, the horse, testing positive for meth. The groom had put a tongue tie on the horse. And it's reasonable to assume, based on the level of methamphetamine detected in the horse, that's probably how he tested positive. The normal penalty is a year-long suspension. Okay, so if a horse becomes a meth addict, how does he itch? I mean, how do you... <laughs> and how do you know when he... It's a racehorse, right? They're kind of high-strung yeah. anyway? Yeah. How do you how know do you when know? it's <laughs> Meth is... Exactly. Uh, according to Orilco, meth is a class one drug. That means meth has no business being in an animal at all. No duh, man. Mm -hmm. He does say, though, that the trainer and owner have no history of violations and didn't knowingly give the horse meth, although one does wonder why the trainer had it on his hands. Uh, because of this, they have only been suspended for 15 days. They do, however, lose the first place winnings and must pay a $1,000 fine. <laughs> I don't suppose you could let them keep that. No, but the gambler, their bets from that day are locked in place. Yep. So the gamblers win. Yeah, but the but the owners can't. Yeah, and they had probably nothing to do with it either. Mm. By the way, Drag Malibu has been cleared to race once again. Yay! Wowzers. This is True Really News. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.